Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 6th of February, 2024. Flyers Daily, as always, presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. The day is finally here. It's felt like an eternity since the Flyers last played on January 27th. That was that loss against the Bruins and five straight losses for the Flyers after five straight wins. They'll be back in action coming up tonight when they take on the Florida Panthers and kick off the unofficial second half of the season. Final 32 games, playoff push, all of it, all to play for for the Philadelphia Flyers. And they're going to start in Florida tonight with the team with the second-best points percentage in the Eastern Conference. So not starting off with a patsy here. Uh, the only team with a better points percentage in the East is the Boston Bruins at .724, Florida at .673. That's the sixth-ranked points percentage in the NHL. Flyers sitting right now with the 15th highest at .560. Flyers come in 50 games played, 25-19-6 and six on the season, third spot in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. Florida in the second spot through 49 games, 31-14-4, and four. .673 points percentage. Like I said, they only trail the Boston Bruins in the Eastern Conference. Now, Florida, combination of a team that can score a pretty good amount of goals, 3.2 goals per game, which is 13th in the NHL, a little better than average. But they're a team that does a very good job keeping the puck out of their net. We're going to talk about that in a moment, why uh, Sergei Bobrovsky having a really good year. They give up the third fewest goals allowed per games played at 2.57. Flyers are 11th in that category, 2.92. And the Flyers coming down the stretch in this final 32 games, that is going to be a key element. We're going to get to the top four key components the Flyers need to employ, and one of them has a lot to do with goals allowed per game is played. The Flyers aren't a team that's going to go out and put up five, six goals a game, even if guys raise the level of their play, which will need to be done. Uh, but keeping the puck out of their net is going to be an enormous element. Flyers' power play going to have to be better. It's only 13.3% on the year, but it's been 18% over their last 10 games. They'll look to keep that going, improve that. And uh, when it comes to power play for the Florida Panthers, they're clicking at 23.8%, which has them 10th in the NHL. So you got to stay out of the box, too. Uh, penalty kill for the Flyers, second ranked in the NHL, 85.9%. And 10 shorthanded goals when you look at the Florida Panthers, also good on the PK, eighth in the NHL, 82.7%. So it's Florida and the Flyers tonight. And, you know, we talked about this in an episode not that long ago. You know, when people, I called it the brigade of uh, dirt on the shovel people, that anytime the Flyers have a, some losses in a row, they're standing there with the shovel ready to throw dirt on the grave of the team. And you look at Florida, and I think it's interesting because I've talked about some teams that, you know, the NHL in an 82-game season, a lot of teams go through periods where, they're not winning very much, then they go to a period where they are winning quite a bit, and then back to a period of not winning, and it's, it's up and down almost like a toilet seat. Well, Florida had a four-game stretch from December 12th through December 21st where they lost four of five. Then they rattled off nine straight wins. They beat some good teams. They beat Vegas, Tampa, the Rangers in that stretch. They beat Vegas again on the road. They beat Colorado on the road. Uh, then they also beat... Uh, the Los Angeles Kings at home, but nine straight wins from the 23rd of December wrapped around the holiday 
through the 11th of January. Then they lost four straight games. They lost to New Jersey. They lost to a really bad Anaheim team in overtime. Uh, they lost to Detroit at home. Uh, they lost to Minnesota, not a very good team. And then they've rattled off four straight wins. That's today's NHL. They beat Nashville on the road, Arizona at home, and then they beat Pittsburgh and uh, the New York Islanders both on the road, one in a shootout, one in overtime uh, before the All-Star bye week. So it's up and down uh, for a team with the second highest points percentage. You see this across the league. For the Flyers, they've lost five straight after winning five straight, but imperative that they end this skid tonight or very soon. You cannot let this drag on into this unofficial second half and final 32 games of the season. Sam Reinhart leads the way for Florida when it comes to points. He's got 62, 11 more than Matthew Kachuk. Each have played 49 games. But Sam Reinhart, this is insane, has 37 goals in 49 games, 25 assists, 20 power play goals. That's an absurd number. Matthew Kachuk, second on the team in points, 11 points back of Reinhardt. He's got 16 goals, 35 assists, 17 apples on the power play. Then it's Carter Verhage. He's got 50 points. Barkov's got 48 and 43 games. Evan Rodriguez is 29 and 49. Um, so the drop-off is right there after Barkov. But you have four players in Barkov, Verhage, Kachuk, and obviously Reinhardt that really getting it done for them. I, I look at Reinhardt, for example. He's got 37 goals. He's taken 134 shots on goal, which isn't even – it's the third ranked on the team. Kachuk's got 181 shots. Verhage's got 160. And then you look at Sam Reinhardt. His shooting percentage is 27.6%. That's an insane number. NHL average is probably somewhere between 14 and 16, maybe even lower. To be shooting at 27.6% is an unbelievable number. Now, we mentioned you know, the ability of the Florida Panthers to keep the puck out of their net. And two former Flyer goaltenders in tandem uh, taking over the crease in Florida. It's Sergei Bobrovsky and Anthony Stolarz. Their team save percentage is 9-12. Bobrovsky... In 36 games played, has a record of 23-10-2, 2.51 goals against average, and a 9-10 save percentage. Stolarz, slightly better save percentage at 9-16, uh, has played in 15 games and has a record of 8-4-2. But I imagine we're going to see Bob tonight, obviously, coming off the break. Sergei Bobrovsky has been in very good. He's kind of really flown under the radar, and that save percentage of 9-10 is about seven points higher than league average. So uh, I imagine it's going to be Sam Harrison tonight versus Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, that'll be the battle of goaltending when the Flyers return to action against the Florida Panthers. After the game tonight, Flyers are going to return home on Thursday to take on Winnipeg. Saturday at home against the Seattle Kraken. And then Monday, the 12th, it'll be the Arizona Coyotes at Wells Fargo Center. So really important stretch of schedule here for the Flyers to end the skid and move forward and start getting some points back in the standings and solidifying their position or improving their position in the Eastern Conference and in particular in the Metropolitan Division. They're now five points back of the Carolina Hurricanes, but Carolina's got two games in hand. Uh, so that's a big difference there. Flyers are four points up on the Islanders, who obviously fired their coach and hired Patrick Waugh. 
Uh, the Islanders have played 49 games. They have one game in hand on the Flyers. Pittsburgh at 51 points. Pat, 51 points. They are five points back. But Pittsburgh has four games in hand on the Flyers. And the Devils, 47 games played, also with 51 points. Caps as well there. So tight, tight race for the Flyers. Tight race for the in this division. Tight race for the playoffs. 32 games left for the Orange and Black. And they've got all to play for here as we come down. It's going to be a really exciting finish to this season in this playoff race. Flyers got to do four key things. I've written down the four key components for the Flyers in this final 32 games to ensure a playoff berth, to get into the postseason. And here they are. They're in no particular order, but here are the top four key components I see for this team uh, to have success down the stretch and maintain their position uh, as a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. Not going to be easy. Like we said, it's the, the math has it, and the simulations from Hockey Reference had it at 52.6% that the Flyers make the playoffs. Slightly better than a coin flip. And it's going to be tough because there's, you know, there, there's obviously the situation at goaltending is different. That was a huge strength. Is that going to be a strength down the stretch? So here are the four key components. Number one, this team needs to defend better and by proxy, defend less. If you defend better, kill plays and go the other way, you're defending less. The one thing we saw in the five games in the skid leading into the All-Star break was two things. Number one, the breakdowns were too, too big. They were too just creating great quality scoring chances for the opposition. Now, part of that, like, look, you got Nathan McKinnon, who's a Hart Trophy, uh, uh, going to be a Hart Trophy candidate. Nikita Kucherov, who's going to be a Hart Trophy candidate. And David Pasternak, who's going to be a Hart Trophy candidate. Those three players, you know, make those plays happen to create really high quality scoring chances. But the Flyers need to defend better with their structure. They need to defend and kill plays faster and defend less and get out in transition. This team has success when it's playing fast. Killing a play, creating a turnover, defending better, and then going the other way immediately before the opposition can sink into their structure and you play into their structure. You want to play that free form as you get up the ice fast in transition and have the other team a little bit in scramble mode. That creates higher quality scoring chances off the rush and once you get into the zone. So they've got to defend better with better structure and by proxy defend less. That helps also the goaltending. The structure needs to be good, not giving up those super high quality scoring chances. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Goaltending does not happen in a vacuum. My friend Kevin Woodley repeats that line, I think, the minute he wakes up every day from In Goal Magazine. It does not happen in a vacuum. Goaltending, a lot of times, is a product of environment. Yeah, you need your goaltender to bail you out sometimes when the structure breaks down or the environment is not good. Absolutely. Hockey's a game of mistakes. But if a goaltender knows the back door is covered, he can take on the man with the puck in an honest fashion. Get out, make himself big, knowing the structure's got the other areas covered. If he doesn't feel that those areas are covered by repeated breakdowns in coverage, goalie's going to start to cheat. That's just the way it, it kind of works. 
So if you defend better with better structure, it'll improve the goaltending. And if you defend less, that helps the goaltending, and you're putting more pressure on the opposition. That's key component number one for the Flyers in these final 32 games. Number two, the top players need to be the Flyers' best players. And other guys, not the top guys, not the Travis Konechny, Sean Couturier, Owen Tippett, Travis Sanheim, those guys, the other guys also need to raise the level of their game, whether that's Morgan Frost, whether that's, you know, there's guys up and down the lineup that need to let raise the level of their game, need to raise the level of their productivity. Tyson Forster needs to shoot the puck more. Absolutely has to shoot the puck more. It's his best asset as an NHL player. Yeah, he's been good structurally, defensively, and all those things. Tyson Forster needs to shoot the puck more. Scott Lawton needs to produce more offense for this team, even in a bottom six role. He needs to be a contributor in that regard. Travis Anheim needs to, once again, produce points for the team, get up on the rush, lead the rush, create opportunities. Uh, I mean, as Ryan Paling needs to find some offense. Garnet Hathaway, Noah Cates has got a chance in this final 32 games to change the storyline of his season. He had a very unfortunate injury, missed a lot of time. He's only played 28 games. He's got one goal and four assists. Noah Cates will be a key component if he can chip in offense, give them great 200-foot structure and defense abilities on the ice as well. Everybody needs to raise the level of their game going forward. But look, the star players got to be the star players, though. They got to be your best guys. Travis Konechny's got to have a really good final 32 games. He's got 42 points and 50, leads the Flyers in goals with 22. Joel Farabee, I think they're just scratching the surface with Farabee. He's got to continue the way he has played over the last 30 games. Uh, Sean Couturier has got to be a key guy, key face-off, setting up plays, killing penalties, being just an overall total package player. Owen Tippett, who will return tonight, which is great news. He's got to be a guy that drives offense, creates on his own, creates on the power play, uses that shot, uses that speed, uses that creative play. All of these guys have got to raise the level of their game if you're going to make the playoffs here in this final 32 games. Just the way it is. And then you, you got to look in net too. And I'm not looking just at Sam Harrison. He's been really good this season. He struggled over the last couple of games. I don't think it was on him necessarily. He's going to have to be really good for the Flyers. And whether it's Cal Peterson, Felix Sandstrom, or whoever, as the number two goaltender, that goaltender's got to raise the level of their game and give them quality starts. While the month of February is not jam-packed with games, the month of March is, and you're going to need to use both goaltenders in that stretch of games. So that's going to be key component number two. Number three is that this team, the players, they need to stay tight. They need to stay together as a team that's going to be under a lot of pressure in a very tight playoff race. And look, you can build up the culture of your locker room and everybody's together and all of those things. The way that gets tested is a high-pressure environment trying to make the playoffs. And this locker room will be put to the test. There is going to be a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. 
and how these players stay together as a unit, pick up their teammates, drag them in when they're not at full energy. All of those things are going to be huge elements for this team to get to maximize this 32 games. That's going to be a huge thing. So the culture that's been built, the foundation elements of leadership and all of those elements that keep the group together and some of our parts and, you know, that they're, they're a team that's going to need everybody to step up, different guys to step up on different nights. That's got to stay tight, and they got to stay together as a group and play for each other. That is an absolute 100% certainty. That has to happen. And then the last of the four key components for the Flyers for this final 32 games is to control the controllable. Now, I've, been, I've heard that statement, control the controllable, from coaches I had in might back in, geez, 1980 <laughs> to every level of the game that I've covered, played, coached, anything. Players and everyone needs to control what they can control. Don't worry about the things you can't control. You know, there's going to be things that happen in games that you can't control. But your preparation, how you take care of your mind, your body, how you prepare for the games, your effort, the way you approach practices, all of those things. In a stretch like this, where the Flyers have 32 games between tonight, February 5th, and the 16th of April when they wrap up the season. So you have to be able to really diligent, control what you can control, and don't worry about the things you can't control. And again, the biggest thing you can control is how you prepare for this stretch run and how you handle the pressure of this playoff race. Those are four huge key components for this Flyers team. If they can do those four things, defend better and defend less, top players be at their best and everybody else raise the level of their game, stay tight and together as a team amidst the playoff pressure of a playoff race, and control the things you can control, and you'll be in a good position. You've earned the position of being a playoff team through 50 games. As we sit here right now on the 5th of February, now the key is those components for the Flyers. If they can do those four things and do them well, they'll be in the playoffs. If they can't, those might be some of the reasons why. But those are the four keys as I see them. If you've got key components, always you can... Message down below here. Comment down below on the YouTube channel. You can always uh, tweet me at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. You can send me a DM, or you can email me as well at Jason.Mertetus, J-A-S-O-N dot M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S at gmail.com. So Flyers and Florida back tonight. I cannot wait. I think this is going to be insanely exciting down the stretch the break was great I'm recharged I hope you guys are all recharged and we've got a final 32 games to see if the Flyers are playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs I mean we didn't expect this but here we are on February 6th as the Flyers get ready to go back at it tonight against the Florida Panthers we'll recap the game tomorrow join us then it'll be another brand new Flyers Daily